What's going on, everybody? This is Drew here. I want to welcome you all to a brand new episode of Phoenix Down. This is Phoenix Down 117.0, and we are starting a new series uh, without Matt. Matt is doing NaNoWriMo currently, and uh, he is going to be out for the next couple of weeks. So we're going to do a smaller game uh, suggested to us by Anthony, which has joining us for this series. Hello. And yeah, uh, we're going to be playing a game called Anodyne. Um, this was suggested to me by you, Anthony. Um, yes. I, I have actually owned this game for probably about four months, five months. You bought it because of me, right? I bought it because of you. I had like um, like leftover. Um, it was a Microsoft. dollar or something. Yeah, it was. It was cheap. And I was like, all right, I'll give it a shot. And I never actually booted up until we started playing it for this series. Um, and my history with this game is you told me about it. I purchased it. That was it. I, I, I had no history whatsoever with this game. I don't even know when it came out. I think it was um, like 2013. Was that yeah, when it was? Yeah, 2013, 2012, one of the two. Um, okay. So it's, it's, um, it's sort of the bit first project from, uh, the team that made it uh, analgesic, which is you know anodyne being a basically a painkiller, uh, analgesic also being a type of painkiller. Um, it was their first game, 2013, yeah. And um, okay. it's a two it's a two person operation, uh, a programmer, composer, and an artist writer. And uh, I believe uh, Melos Hantani did, had a separate game he released beforehand but essentially this was like finishing school and they met through a mutual friend and they basically teamed up and made this game and uh really smart move because during this time uh there was stream Greenlight. they released the game for free on the pirate bay oh it was on the front page i think the pirate bay actually promoted it at one point um, huh. because yeah, featured on the front page of the Pirate Bay because um, they wanted the votes to get on the green light because green light was a really broken bad system for Steam. I, yeah. I get, I get that there is no good answer to weed out nonsense on right. Steam, um, especially with the amount of crap that's opened up a lot, but. Uh, um, or uh, that gets released every week. You know, it's just there's too much, and you know, whatever. Um, but I mean, at that time, it was just kind of you had to get votes somehow, and so they released the game. Like the game, it was done. Play game, vote for us on Steam, and uh, they've since released the sequel on some other games. Um, the sequel is very different, uh, but very similar. Okay. And uh, the reason why I suggested this game is not for any reason that will be noticeable to you for the time being. Yeah. I, I know that you told me that there is something very interesting that happens about halfway through. Um, what I... There is... There is halfway through is probably not right about 75 percent of the way through it's it's a fairly short game um but there you know it's it's weird i, I enjoy its weirdness 
overall. Um, this game never stops being weird, but as you get further and further, the weirdness starts to change in how it's weird. At first, it's a an aesthetically weird game. Um, like pushing a man, to, you press to talk to him, and you accidentally kill him, and he falls in the water, and it turns into a whirlpool that takes Poor you to home. a bloody dimension where there's these weird creatures that walk around harmless yeah. weird creatures um there's a salesman who uh won't sell you the wallet to have money appear in the world because you don't have money because you don't have the wallet yep and you go into these little dimensions and this game is inspired heavily by Yume Niki which is a game about dreams using RPG Maker. It's kind of one of the most famous indie games uh, to use RPG Maker. And uh, Link's Awakening, uh, another game about dreams. But uh, it's... Man, there was something that awoke with me in this game that was just like, this is... This is something that has to be a game. Uh, not because of it being the best game ever. I don't think the mechanics are mind-blowing. Um. No. But it does some stuff at the end, I will say, that are so ingenious. It's this nakedness on the part of game development that you just I don't think there's any other game that does that um, Okay. as a teaser I suppose um, I know it's very weird because I keep taking moments to think about what I'm going to say but I, I think overall I love Anodyne just because it makes me want to stop and think about it it's it's visually okay. not the most impressive game. Um, no, not really. It's gameplay is fine. Sure, it's a, it's a, it's a uh, Zelda like it's a Link's Awakening yeah. clone. Yeah, the very simplified. Yes, the version. music is is amazing. That one I will stand by. I I think music the music is I, very good. I, it's yeah. one of my favorite soundtracks of all time. Um, the uh, one of the tracks that I know you've come across, Windmill. Uh, just he uses so so the one thing is kind of crazy to me is that um, he's a programmer, and and I think his I think Melos uh, his skill shows off uh, again at the end point of this this game, but um, he really writes these motifs that he keeps going back to, so like the windmill kind of throws back to the fields music and there's the anodyne theme music that'll come into play and um this this game is expanded upon in anodyne 2 even though at first it doesn't seem that way um but you're just a hero that's sent to save the land from the darkness that's it that's the plot of this and briar because the darkness wants to use briar's power yeah. What the hell's Briar? No idea. Briar's a person. I will spoil that. But, I kind of figured. Um, 
So, yeah. So, I will say this. Um, the uh, intro portal area, that's clearly based off of Yume and Nikki. Um, it's okay. un- un- unnecessary to know, because ultimately it works a bit differently. But Yume and Nikki, the whole thing was you would enter the dream world and you would start and you choose a location to go to. This game's a little bit more linear, but... Uh, you would choose a door, and that door would take you somewhere else, and that was how you travel between the different dreams. Right. This one's uh, so you you before we hit record, you were like, "I want you to tell me <laughs> your experience with it." To begin with, when I first started this game, I, I even sent you a direct message saying, "This feels like one of those cursed games." One of those games that starts off, you know, has simplistic 16 or 18-bit graphics, uh, has a dark overtone, and is like a representation of something that happened in the real world. Yeah. Or something like um, that. You know what I mean? I think you're referencing... Like, yeah, I was Ben say, Drowned I was or Pescal, some crap like that. Which isn't a real game, obviously. Yeah. Um, ben Drowned has been turned into a mod, but uh, yeah, I, I, I will say this. There is no... Like, the story continues into Anodyne 2, it is of its own thing. Um, the writing, I think, is is more interesting on a character-by-character basis. Uh, like, in the first area, when you talk to the uh, the wizard, yeah, the mage, Sage. Uh, you keep asking him questions. It's like, well, this isn't a good sign that you're here. Just diddy-dallying around. Like, go on the quest. You know, go. Um, and then if you ask, if you talk to him again, he's like, why are you still here? Yeah. There's, there was a few references I saw. Um, so the first thing you run into is a stone that says, Hey, if you talk to people multiple times, they may have different things to say to you. And then I click on the stone again. It says rocks don't work. That uh, way. there's a later rock that says you're reading rocks because you're alone. Um, yeah. If you talk to so so the weapon in this game and the only weapon in this game is a broom, and yep. you show it off to the mage and he's like, "Oh yeah, that's the the broom of legend." If you talk to him again, you you just hear him mumbling to himself, "I can't believe it's a broom." What am I doing? Yeah. Ah. So there's there's the the broom thing. So that's your that's your weapon. That's your that's your sword. Um, and as far as the mechanics go in the game so far, I'm, and I'm sure mechanics will open up a little bit more. Um, I'm only three dungeons in, um, but, uh, yeah, you have the, the broom, which can also use to attack, but also is used to sweep up dust and then put dust back so you can pick up dust and then put dust somewhere else. Anodyne too. I believe the subtitle is Return to Dust. Yes. Return to Dust. That is a theme that comes throughout. I I don't think it really has bigger meaning until the second game, um, which I've only started and not finished, unfortunately. Um, But, like, you're in the land in this game, and in Anodyne Toon, you're in New Thelund. So if you break up Thelund, it's new the land. 
some. Right. Um, yeah, it's... Uh, the writing is very sort of um, uh, quippy, witty sort of writing. But I'm going to... And also I'm very going to spoil cryptic, it. A though. lot of stuff won't get answered, and I think that's the I kind of, of this game. And to me, I, I always like open-ended stuff um, to some extent. Uh, but I think it'll make sense to you as to why they that wasn't the focus of a of a plot. Um. This game is more of a journey. I, I feel like I keep talking around things, but I, I have to because I don't want to spoil it for Drew and I don't want to spoil it for anybody that's been potentially playing along. If this game was $20, I would not recommend it. Let me put it to you that way. It's okay. a little much to ask for this game. I finished it. I did I did everything except get like the, uh, the trophies or achievements or whatever on Steam for like the time trials one. Yeah, I'm not doing those took me nine hours to finish all that stuff. I'm not going back again to play through it. Um, but, uh, yeah. give me one second. I'm just got to find, I'm missing how many, I'm missing one achievement and it's the time trials. hundred percent. The game in under three hours. Well, there you go. Yeah. I don't think that's going to happen for me. Yeah. The, the the weird thing is for me, um, when I started this game, it was, it came off as generic to begin with, because everything is like, yes. so my character's name is Young, but then I also get called Yang at one point. Is Yang by the, um, oh yeah, yeah. By yeah. A, a boss. A boss. What's by, really by jarring one of is one of the bosses will the say Nintendo by name. Yeah, it said Ninten- yeah. Nintendos. You play too much that's of those Nintendos. That's weird to read on anything that's not a Nintendo console. Yeah. I'm, I'm playing on Xbox, so there you go. Um, And it, like I, I, it just comes off a little, uh, very strange... Almost like it's it's some kind of like weird, like like I said, it, it feels like it's not a game. Yeah. When I first started this, I was like, okay, this this is some kind of like there's going to have some kind of like horror twist to it or something like that. Um, but I I, I don't know. Like I, so far, it's been it has been just you know, I have noticed that there's been aesthetics of you think this takes place in like maybe like a medieval setting or a fantasy setting, but then you you also yeah. find yourself have on a you highway. Have you to the black and white area? Okay. No. I, the. Um. No, this game I mean the black and white area is probably the creepiest section, but like it's played in such a way that it's like I don't want to say for laughs. But it's clearly just kind of a mocking of of the. It's hard to explain without you seeing it. it, it it's basically like it, it's it's saying something about violence in that area, but ultimately it's not scary. There's no real scary parts of Anodyne. I think. Um, you're not listen. You're not wrong to. Uh, I, 
it's unfortunate. Maybe we should have just put this off until you finished it. But like, in hindsight, so you could talk about it more. But, um, yeah, you're not wrong to say that there's more to the game. I think that the it is a game that is showing you that it's a game. Because let's be honest, does a story really matter for a Zelda game? No. Um, it's the puzzles, no. it's the adventure, but like it really tries to make you not feel like it's a game. But this game is like here, collect cards. That's how you're gonna unlock new areas, and the cards are the characters from the game. Yeah, yeah, that was one thing. I was like, what am I doing? Like I'm collecting cards, and I do get a key. And but I'm like, what do these cards do? It mocks the like money the, system. They do nothing by like not letting you buy anything else. Um. Right. And, you know, you go to talk to somebody. Well, talk is on the same button that attack is. So when you try to talk to the fisherman, yep. you attack him, and he falls into the water and dies. And it's weird things like this that the even the later game plays upon, where I said that um, I felt that the developer was really naked. Uh, it, it feels to me that the game was built almost as a critique is probably the wrong word but a a commentary on on video games and the fact that they are code at the end of the day um there's weird things that like so uh i guess spoiler when you when you finish the game and i'm I'm saying this to not do this because it doesn't actually partake for 100 percent. this feels like a game that jonathan blow tries to make but jonathan blow's version comes off as really snarky and pretentious and like i'm better than you (laughs) and this is that game made by people who want you to have fun seeing that um there is a they will they will fuck with you though because there is a um it's not an achievement it's not a trophy it's not even for the hundred percent run there is an item that you. There's a bunch of items at the end of like at the post boss final boss of the game, um, where you you can collect these items. They do not per, they do not pertain to the hundred percent. One of them you have to wait I think two hours to get. A bunny will come on the screen when you enter the when you Why? enter a screen. A bunny will walk from the left side of the screen all the way to the right. But as he gets further and further across, he gets slower and slower. And when he hits the end of the screen, the gate drops and you can access okay. the chest. But if you scare him ahead of time, you can't access it because he runs off the screen. So you have to not move for two hours. And why? Because that's not the important part of this game. It gives you nothing. It gives you an item to show. It's kind of like the golden poop that you get for collecting all the Korok seeds in Breath of the Wild. It's like, congratulations. I have nothing to give you. That's that was the point of this. And, like, yeah, you get a golden poop. Right. Is that what you get in Breath of the Wild? For all the Korok uh, seeds? Because eventually they stop giving you upgrades, so you're just kind of collecting them for no good purpose. So, um, you know, uh, eventually gotcha. once you stop upgrading... Uh, you're you're all the like being able to carry more swords and shields and all that stuff, um, which I think is what the Korok seeds right. do. Man, it's been a while. Um, it's uh, 
Eventually, they just stop giving you stuff. It's the same with uh, the moons in Super Mario Odyssey. There, there's more than you can keep buying moons. Um, but once you get to 999, like, or past 700, which I think is like the ones that you don't just buy, if you get 999 and max it out, you, they just give you like some flowers at the end of the, like just some extra flowers in the scene or something like that. Like there's no real bonus to finishing it all. They give you something, but it's right. not worth anything. Um, and it's like there's stuff like that right. in this game, but um, it, 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 let me put it to you this way: you know when this is the best way I could do it without spoiling it. You know when Neo sees the Matrix for the first time in the Matrix, and you're like, "Whoa, that's crazy!" This game does that. There, yeah. There's something like that in here. And okay. you just go, holy shit, I want to use this everywhere. Now, it's like, there is a there is a end game, I guess, to this game. And that's the part that I wanted you to play for. Because you get a very weird, and I think it's one of the most interestingly weird, Zelda games. And I think the art style, like the design of the characters are interesting. The art isn't, the pixel art necessarily isn't. It gets better with Anodyne 2. Um, but like young, I like the fact that he's got big goggle glasses, white hair, and a white coat. It's very, yeah. And like, right, the he, mage looks like he looks like a scientist. Everybody else, and the girl that rides the bike is interesting. Um, you, there's a link-like character that's pulling up a uh, um, a bush that you can see. Um, you know, the salesman. Uh, so there's all these characters, and they're all very odd. Um, but the world is odd itself. Like you, do, it doesn't need that assistance from the characters. <laughs> yeah, no, this is a very strange world. There's like modern things there, like a highway and a giant windmill. Everything yep. then you're also and in like, this enchanted you know, your, forest. Your attack is a broom. So, what bosses have you fought? Remind me what bosses you fought again, because. I fought. So the first boss I fought was. I'm looking for um, it right now. Uh, uh, man, what was it? It was a mask right, that had like a little tail these, like, following the, the, it. The bats operate the same way as the Zelda bats do, and um, some of the bosses are just straight up. Like, this is this is from Zelda. Um, the slimes look like they're from Zelda. Link to or um, not Link to the Past, yeah. but Link's Awakening. Um, then I fought the boss that was in the, the blood, like weird world. Yeah. Um, fleshy thing. It was like in, in blood and, have you and it had the tentacles wall? that would come up out of the blood or water. And the wall one. I fought the wall. Uh, well, well, oh, so yeah, no. the wall did win. Cause when I beat the wall, the game glitched. Ugh. And it wouldn't, it would, it wouldn't actually play the the uh, the cutscene afterwards. The, the wall, so I had the to wall turn off have, the like, game. This is why you have no friends the boss or whatever. Again. So you've run into the yeah. random people walking around in the dungeon, then. And that's that. The noise they make. Yeah, that's weird too. Just crowd noises that they make. But. It sounds like crowd noises. Yeah, it sounds I, like. I feel like it just sounds so strange. 
Which makes me think um, this is like a cursed game or something. It feels like this game probably was had some inspiration from Earthbound as well. Exactly. That's what I was thinking. Like when you when you mentioned yeah, the black yeah. and white um, world, it made me think that of that Earthbound yeah, part. Uh, is that Nessus the weird dream? part where all the bad guys are invisible? Yeah, where he's naked. I think yeah. it's like Ness's nightmare or something. He's, oh, that's right. Yes. He's in his pajamas in the American. Or no, he's, he's in his pajamas, in the, nude in the Japanese version. That's right. Um, yeah, there's yeah. a bit of that. I mean, if you're going to say that, that's like the cursed aspect of it, um, it, yeah, I mean that's that's for sure. Um, I just, man, maybe this is just one of those, this is just a very me game. Like, you know, I I understand that, like, I've obviously seen the end of it, so my opinion's a bit different. Um, but, like, I don't know, I just enjoyed being in a world where fucking, it's not just, hey, go here. That, and... and it, that, that this game definitely does that because that's that's there, one of the things I mean, that I will say. Negative that's negative times, is that for sure. There I is no there was somebody you could go back to and be like, "Dude, go, go here." Yeah, but like, I was like, I don't um, know where to go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The the the. Phone, I mean, even a link to the past, which had is that. one of the 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 best answers. By the way, you yeah. can. Um, I forgot to mention this, and I should have earlier. Um, you can actually jump two spaces. Okay, okay. You can break the game a bit. Yes, I, by, I, I by found that, that out. Because, I, um, yeah, I, I, I was able to get the extension to the broom by by um, kind of cheesing that a little bit. Yeah, it's uh, yes. The game's the game isn't perfect. Like, uh, <laughs> but uh, I do love the fact that yeah, you can jump two spaces. There's a statue that's in your way early on that eventually moves, I think, when you turn the uh, windmill on, the statue disappears. Yeah. Um, you can jump around, like, the one that's in the cave. Yeah, all of them do. Yeah. So. Um, yep. Yeah, man, it's just such a... Man, it feels like I'm, I'm, I'm doing stoner talk. Like, man, it's just such a weird thing, man. Yeah, well, you, I just, don't get you can't stoned, get the best experience I, I without getting stones first. Clearly, I might just be like that. I um, not with my amount of anger. I feel like the 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 way I feel, and I, I when you said this feels like a you game, it does because I get vibes of another game that that you absolutely adored. I get inscription vibes from this game. Because there's there's things happening in the background, and yeah, I don't I, I haven't mean, seen I them yet. Your opinion of this and game I'm sure I will. Um, not 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 no 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 no. But I mean, like I think you're going to enjoy it. Uh, I don't think more it's a bad game. When you sort of see how this. No. I'm just trying to think of. Have you played? Have you played? Bits of it, not, not um, enough to say Undertale. I've really played it. I've started it. Uh, I own it. I own it physically. I own it physically just for the soundtrack. Um, From I what I that boy I had to pay a lot of money for that game because fucking fan gamer. I have a version that has like a little um, music box locket in it, and it's like 
And it wasn't for that reason, but that was the version that came with the soundtrack. Oh, jeez. God damn if that soundtrack wasn't worth owning. Um, and, and they... No, that soundtrack's fantastic. Whistle, I've, I I've played the ten minutes of that Nats game. The Bluke theme because I know some that... dickhead, some brilliant dickhead, before the game was even released, um, did uh, sampled uh, 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 smoke weed every day and put it to Napsta Bluke's theme and called it Napsta Blunt. This yeah. was while the game was a demo, and it's how I remember the song. Like, this is really catchy. What game is this from? <laughs> and it's like Undertale. The demo's the only thing that's available. I'm like, oh, I'll keep an eye on that. And then the game explodes once it's released. It's like, oh, yeah, shit, I forgot about that game. That, did... that happened with Cave Story as well, where I heard the soundtrack before the game came out. And I can't remember how that happened, but I had heard, I had played Cave Story, and I said, I have heard this song before. And God, I yeah. was from like a sample that I had heard uh, like randomly on the internet. But yes, I I know what you're yeah. getting at though with Which the, uh, the really um, Undertale too. sort of thing where there's, um, it knows it's, it's, it's. I don't know the spoiler in Undertale, okay, so, but so everybody says it's thing. amazing. Um, I mean, partially gameplay, but th- that's a narrative thing because I, I do know the spoiler in that, and I'm not going to say it because, um, yeah, it's it's a game that I could totally see being played on this podcast. I'll play it eventually, Especially if I you guess. like, um, let me put it to you this way. If you like the fact that The Witcher had you, Witcher 2 had you deviate from each other, I'd be really interested to see how you and Matt play this game. Or uh, Undertale, I should say. Well, see, the thing, the the bad thing yes, is, is I, that am, I know uh, the that, different types of quote I don't know runs. If Matt knows that. There is the kill everything yeah. run. There is the the yeah. Right. I don't know what any of that means, right, though. That's the thing. Is like yo, yeah, you can and, kill everything in the game, or you can spare everything in the that's game. Where it's still be or you can only kill a few things in the game. Where, where are you to deviate? Like, but but I'll say this: this game. Not really that. Um, I've been trying to figure out. Um, I will say this: so you, you, there is a, there is like you get to see the debug room for this game at at some point. Um, it is not part of the main game at all. It's, uh, and and I think the closest thing I can think of that's like, oh yeah, kind of ish, is um, you play uh. Ratchet and Clank, and see any of the uh, Insomniac museums? <laughs> okay, so so um, so starting in Ratchet and Clank, I don't two, know. Insomniac did <laughs> I, I've no, played a lot of Ratchet and Clank games. Yes, do, I think uh, that they've made. Uh, they started doing a thing called Insomniac Museum, and uh, the first in in Going Commando, the first Insomniac Museum showed a bit from. Uh, Ratchet and Clank 1 and Ratchet and Clank 2. Uh, it was, hey, look, this was something we were going to do and we didn't okay. do it because it wasn't fun or we couldn't get it working. And, you know, like, you know, here's here's the room that we tested um, Ratchet's ability to run up hills. Like, here's where we found figured out where what inclines he should be able to do and, and test it out. Um, and it was just this moment where, like, 
as a player, you see what the dev is working with. And it's this very weirdly honest moment for a... Right. Not to say that it's a dishonest industry, but where, like, you know, you, you don't want to show your hand necessarily because it ruins the magic. Um, you know, if you've, if you've ever been on Twitter and followed one of those threads of, like, what was your... Um, the... <laughs> Uh, dev trick to make the players feel better like oh yeah the bullet size increases as it travels from the gun for furious <laughs> sam or whatever that's that there's there's yep. two two things i'll mention about that uh rare replay did that really well with their little interviews that they did um and then there is a series that i think IGN oh, yeah. Does yeah. I mean, those ones aren't necessarily react to um, speed runs that they've set in play on purpose. And, uh, it's <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. it's it's more like, oh man, I totally forgot I left that in there. You know, it's it's like, <laughs> like some sometimes some of those videos are fantastic where like the devs are like, you know, like oh oh shit, I didn't even think about that. You know, and and they're having a lot of fun with it, and there's some some of them are just kind of lame, where they're just like, oh, okay, well, he did that exploit, and uh, oh, I, I know about this one. Um, but those uh, are one fascinating to watch. I love those. They continue down speed runs. He mostly does adventure games, um, but he's he's done some really make, uh, neat breakdowns, as well as the Rixer, who is a speedrunner. They're both speedrunners. Uh, the Rixer has done some breakdowns of like, here's how we figured out to break down a certain section of a game. Like this was where we slowed down and like, you had to literally play the game as normal um, until somebody figured out how to break this apart. Um, And I think there's a fascination to watching someone sort of deconstruct a game, but like really do you see a dev do that? You know what I mean? And, um, Again, like, this is a very different way of right. doing it. But you do get to see the dev room in this game. Um, and, it, again, that's not a spoiler for what, what happens. But um, there's just... It, it kind of blows my mind what they end up showing you in this game with the mechanics. And, like, there's one that I will have to tell you about. You'll you'll get to it and you'll be like, I'm missing a card because what ends up being the end game is getting all the rest of the cards. Um, because I think it says there's 38 and there's actually, I think, 49. So there's 11 more cards than it says there is. And that's where this shit goes off the rails. And it's not creepy. There's nothing spooky, anything like that. I mean, I think most of the creepy stuff is just in the main game. It's just, what a brilliant, like, I'm going to hand you something that no game really hands you. And you're going to now use everything I've built against the game itself. Um... Like I'm trying to find an example where where like a dev is just sort of like right. shows you the matrix, and I can't think of one that's obvious. Sure. Um, sure. So let me ask you a question then, because I have finished the first three dungeons. I have unlocked 
the windmill and activated three, it. All three paths. Now three paths have opened up to me. The the paths so, were so. What I'm going to say okay. is, and that will, that's where. So what I say is, the 75 percent of the game off is the, the end point of the game. So you'll beat the final boss, Briar. Spoiler, right? And okay. uh, it's an interesting battle. I think that's it's 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 it's, it's a figured. difficult battle, but I think it's one of those ones where it's like. I felt pretty good after doing it. There's no real sort of trick. It's just kind of knowing when to jump and 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 sort of how to use the mechanics you've used in the game and in in ways that maybe you haven't done before, but probably have in some way, shape, or form. And it's just transforming that into oh, it can do this now. Um, and then when you beat Briar, yeah, you. You'll see some weird shit. I will say this: there's some weird shit where you're like, "What?" Um, in this, in after when you start moving these statues, uh, you know, you'll see the black and white world. Um, there's some weird fucked up stuff like the carnival um, boss. Uh, there's the black and white world, like I said. There's um, another interesting world that I wanted to talk about. There's the hotel. The hotel is. So I, I, I went to. So there was the yeah, which the last dungeon bodies, that I did, which was the cave dungeon, which is where I fought the wall. I, I yeah. So I went to the when I when I activated the windmill. Right. I went to that uh, dungeon first and went past. You the can statue. take them in any order. There's, is, so, is there a so the wrong good news way is, to this go, game, or can I take them in any order? The jump. Okay, that's it. Like, um, there's some weird, like, yeah, I don't know, uh, philosophical discussions that I guess happen while you're there. Like, um, you go to a world that has this weird hierarchy of who's in charge because who can sit on the flat... They're all geometric shapes, and the cubes can sit on the flat side for the longest. Does that make any sense? No, but it's like, it it doesn't fall off. So it it is king. I'm just like, what? Yeah. Uh, there's, you know, a golem that you talk to. There's weird shit in the forest. Um, okay. Past gates that were closed open up later on. Like... Yeah. Uh man, it, it, snow worlds and just—I <laughs> hate to be like that. I feel like I'm just like I don't want to talk about it. More. <laughs> the well, the issue is, is that I, I well, halfway through. I don't know anything part. else. Like, like, like that's like, the thing is like this I've, point I've you're, put you're probably four hours in this game. You'll finish the other three sections. <laughs> I think the longest for me was the hotel. Right. I think that the hotel is the most difficult portion of the game um, because it, it, I think it's like the longest sort of dungeon. Um, but you, you know, give or take. Um, and then yeah, you beat Briar, and the story sort of ends. And then you can kind of go back to the post-game aspect of it, and uh, you have to do some stuff to get the item, and then you get the item that changes things, and that's when it starts to get 
weird and there's gates that you need to get into but you need more cards so you have to go and get the cards to unlock that to get further in to the weird areas and maybe you'll be like man the weird areas aren't doing for me and hey you know what maybe again this is very much a me game i realized that in hindsight <laughs> after you're going i don't know what we're going to talk about yeah i guess for the first half it's kind of hard to talk about stuff but i this is where i go into the yeah yeah the, i do have in in the greater scheme of things maybe spoilers do help sometimes like if i told you i realize saying like oh yeah i can't tell you about it you just gotta play it it's sort of a push but if i told you what the aspect was but not what it leads to maybe that would help i don't know and that's kind of like where we play with spoilers all the time like Using a better example, uh, something that you play on this podcast, Nier. Can you sell Nier without selling the yeah. fact that there's some weird shit afterwards? Like, that that game gets really fucking meta? So, here's the, th- here's the issue. I would not be able to sell that game, because if I talk to the, the regular... Standard video game player Four, and say, yeah. "Hey, Nier's really great, but you have to beat it twice, probably three times, to really have a good time with it." Yeah. So Nier Automata, and, and it's like, yeah, you have to play the last game, opinion, half of that game at least three I times. I remember following someone. Most people Twitter be like, "I'm good." To the first they, ending, you, you have, credits roll. Like, I don't think this is for me, and it's like, you didn't finish that game at all. No, I saw the credits roll. It's like. You didn't Man, see that game. if you were saying, like, I didn't really feel this game, fine. That's fine. But if you're like, I don't yeah. think this game is very good, which was kind of what they were suggesting. I'm like, but, like, because it didn't make sense. Well, it wasn't done telling the story. Like, but but then, but then at the same time, yeah. Yeah, right? and yeah I like, could say that. I, I, I know, see that, but. Why don't you tell your story yeah, regularly? Can you tell somebody like, "Hey, man, start over." I don't. I don't know. Like, text some dungeon. of the weirdest stuff in the year is crazy. Well, like, that's like how the I first felt about, um, Like, there's there's straight up just a dungeon in that uh, game. This well, just I a mean, text adventure uh, inscription. But yeah. like, even Nosia, uh, which Jay pl- ended up playing, I love Nosia. Uh, how do I explain that game to people? I guess it's sort of Among Us as a, um, not text adventure, uh, graph, visual novel, but not really because... Visual novel? No, it's not really either. Like, it's a visual novel, but it's not really a a text adventure, or it's not, um, it's not Among Us because, like, Among Us is very very different like how do i how do i sell someone to that so it's like it's hard because i want to tell you like hey look like you're in a time loop and here's the reason why you're playing it but if you can't get over the fact that it's not really um 
Among Us, like, and, and you don't want to hear kind of the twist on that game. It's like, I don't, I'm, I just, some games are hard to talk about, is what I'm saying. Like, I can't tell you why it's good without absolutely fucking ruining the game. And Inscription was yeah. one of those scenarios. I could talk about the first half, and what was good about Inscription was the first half was so strong that it was easy to sell people on it because, like, even if you only enjoyed the first part of that game, it's a really, it's a really good card game, and it's creepy, and it nails everything. And it's if it a was weird, just creepy that, card game. I probably would have given it a good score still. Yeah. But then it was so much more than that. Yes. And... You know, Nier is is similar. It's like Nier, which is a, a, yeah. a flawed game. It gets it's harder to sell because it's like, what is this? Well, it's an action RPG that's really clunky, but it does get really fucking weird, and and you're gonna get more enjoyment the more you play out of it. Well, how much more? And it's like Anodyne is nine hours, you know. That's that's kind of where it's like if it's more than that, and you're yeah. still like, hold on, I can understand why people would be like, no. Yeah, I'm good. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I'm not. I'm not having a bad time with it. There were a few times I got you won't get a spoiler from like, okay, a game I don't know where to this. go. And then I would look online because I have no problem looking at a game fact. (laughs) Holy crap. Holy crap. The game. You'd be exactly the game facts are garbage. The game facts are literally go north, north, south, south. Fight this, this. Uh, it's anodyne. Watching a video. That's the problem. It does not spoil the things that I'm talking about. Uh, it. It spoils some things, obviously. If you if you skip ahead and okay. try to figure out where it is, I may have I are, may have to do that. Then, but you because won't they're... spoil the part I'm talking about. Um, yeah, uh, I, and that's where I'm like really just like you know what, man? Like that's where I was like, holy shit! This game went from oh, it was a really good Zelda like game to what the fuck am I playing right now? And just. Uh, like, and I've heard that Anodyne 2 does that in a different way and that's kind of mind-blowing too there's these tokens you get for doing some things that like obviously the programmers knew you were going to do but you have to really fuck with the game to do it yeah so yeah oh god And you mentioned you mentioned Jonathan Blow, because I'll be honest with you. I think he may have done more, but nothing. I've big. played both of Jonathan Blow's two, video games. Um, that I think he's only knows. done two, he right? He may have done some sort of like uh, indie game, uh, okay. like on on like uh, website or something like that. Oh, and I have. A, yeah. Did you do you know who the original artist was supposed to be for Braid? Ed McMillan of of Super Meat Boy, <laughs> which is kind of. No, uh, and obviously that gotcha. was not. Um, I gotcha. Not how that ended up. Uh, he seems to have done some stuff in the actual industry, like working on Odd World, Deus Ex: Invisible War, Thief: Deadly Shadows. Um, yeah, I don't know. Do what? Doing what? 
Um, he's Wait, Jonathan 50, Blow 51. worked on on the Invisible War. Yeah, yeah. Good uh, God, how old is that man? Uh, I'm just looking here. Is he in his fifties? No way. Yeah, he seems to have worked on a lot of stuff, but uh, he, he contract work for Blow included particle effect programming Jonathan. on the game Flow. Jeez, Born in seventy one. Flow was that game where you play as the little creature that starts eating other creatures to become bigger and bigger and bigger from that game company. Yeah. He worked on that, apparently. Yep. I Listen, they're not bad games. Well, I'll be honest um, with you. With Braid and The Witness, I enjoy I like The Witness when it's, it's not smug, I really like built The Witness. on smugness. And there's times where that game just gets really smug, and I'm like, dude, go fuck yourself. Like, oh, you don't understand the dings and dongs oh. that tell you to turn left and right? Yeah. No. I mean, it's... Because I didn't build this fucking puzzle, and those all sound the same. Shit like that, where it's like, does this pitch mean go up or down? Like, you know, um, the Tetris shapes still fucking bother me it's like dude i get that some of this has to be experimentation but fuck off and you know there's there's place for that type of stuff there there is but like when your main game is built on that like at least braid he had the 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 um courtesy of doing that fucking cloud puzzle thing is not part of the main game really like that was like more of like weird like you finish the game but to get the real ending you need that type of thing um it wasn't as bad in my opinion as some of the stuff in the witness like speaking of waiting two hours literally to finish that fucking game uh, the witness you need to wait like an hour and a half while that guy talks and the moon moves across to finish the fucking link go fuck yourself respects my time that's what that's a line on the Steam page for the witnesses respects your time. No, it does not. That has to be a joke. <laughs> They're not bad games. You know, I've been critical of Blow before. My issue is, is that like in a game uh, where it's like I can feel the smugness of the creator no. looming over me at times. It, and I know I've brought it up before. It's just like you've 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 missed like color blindness options you've missed like the fact what, that some people about, can't uh... hear and that's not fully warned out and like if the, you know i get it like video games like clearly need you know you need some vision yeah. but you don't need to have hearing to play video games um you know and being partially co- like colorblind or partially colorblind um can highly affect that issue and when your your game does come off as something that is um even though i would say it's not uh, something that a, a casual player could get into because it's just line puzzles um it isn't essential to me that you kind of are up front with uh what is required of the player yeah. um especially if you know i'm going to feel like i'm being judged by the developer at time for being stupid how dare you not get right. this like i'm because i didn't make the puzzle man it's a lot easier to make puzzles than to solve them it's generally how that works uh, oh no why did you bring up fez okay so fez what do you think of uh fez 
So, Fe- okay, so Fez is a really good game. My issue with Fez is that, like... I've never played Fez in my life. There's a bunch of cryptic shit, and I want to say it was maybe an ARG. Maybe it wasn't. I don't know, and I don't know if we'll ever find out. Things that lead to nowhere. Um, It became overwhelming at some point of, like, me not understanding what was going on. Then I bailed. The enjoyment of Fez, like, solving the puzzles in each little world to get to different doors and everything is great. Um, and, and it's very pretty and Disaster Pieces music is very good. I don't feel the same pretentiousness though. It just felt like I was not able to solve the puzzle. Like there's a weird difference on how something is made that makes you, um, feel whether you're, you're being criticized for being too stupid. Like a puzzle that, that makes you go, aha, is like made by someone who knows how to make a great puzzle. And and a puzzle that seems difficult but doesn't make you um kick yourself sure. is made by someone that knows how to make a good puzzle but isn't like a god at it. And someone that makes a puzzle that makes you just feel frustrated and ask you how the fuck was I supposed to know that? I'm sorry, you make bad puzzles. They they are they are they might be structurally sound but your logic of solving them isn't clear enough to for me or anyone else to give you credit on how smart the design is and that's not saying that Jonathan Blow doesn't make puzzles they make me go aha he did a lot of things in the witness that are brilliant just brilliant and i haven't i, ha- I haven't given enough credit before for that but there's a lot yes. in that game where I go, this, based on what you've taught me, you've left me out to dry. And nothing irritates me more than you you implying that you gave me all the tools, and yet you really haven't. And if you're going to say, well, just fuck around and find out, I'm sorry, that is not how this works. You are defining the rule set, and I am just simply playing your game. Um... It would be like trying to... Let's go back to Inscription. Lushy's Cabin. You're, you're literally starting off the game. He teaches you how to play the game. You are going to fail. It's unfortunate. Um, but he's teaching you how to play the game. He's not unfair. Right. And that's the problem I had with parts of Inscription. Um, and, and less or so Fez. Because, again, Fez, it's all tertiary stuff. It's not necessarily important to beating the game because I don't know if it leads to anything. There's some weird things with, like, dark cubes. There was, might be a glitch, might not be. I don't know. There's some really weird shit with Fez. Um, but Inscription, is, or not Inscription, um, The Witness is its own being. There is nothing outside of it, necessarily. And... Um, it, I, just, I just lost interest in trying to fight with the game in certain aspects. Um, there are some areas where I go, oh, wow, this is really based on observation of one thing and, and, and figuring out to translate it to another. Very smart. Um, and then there's moments where I'm like, dude, I, I feel like I'm just um, uh, using like brute force to solve this puzzle. And if I'm doing that, are we having any fun? Or is you, is, have you made a good puzzle? Yeah, um, and, yeah. and a good example for for all that type of stuff is just go look at old Sierra games. Like th- they're the notorious for just like, yeah. well, 
sorry you used that pie on the Yeti in chapter 3, but now it's chapter 5 and you're locked up in a cell because you threw that pie. You're fucked. Or something like that. Um, there's one King's Quest game that I, I believe it's King's Quest, and I guess spoiler for whatever King's Quest, I don't remember. You have to shoot a cat that's chasing yeah. a mouse with a boot. If you don't, you are soft locked when you get sent to prison. If you throw like a sh- the shoe at the cat, the mouse comes and chews your ropes and saves you. They're totally really dis they're, yeah they're really disconnected events and um uh god the people that made I have no mouth and I must scream and they don't which bother telling works you that. for the setting of the plot which is one of my favorite short stories um the puzzles are terrible they are terrible they don't make any sense the answers don't make any sense and it's like those are bad puzzles and. <laughs> uh, like that's why I'm saying like a really good puzzle creator makes you feel smart even if you're dumb even if it was kind of just handed to you it still still felt like you did it and um I don't think aha moments necessarily just come from necessarily puzzles uh Super Mario Odyssey has a lot of that uh you you do a platforming you go I wonder if I can get up there you do and they've already thought of that and they've left coins for you and a lot of coins. And it's just this, like, oh my god moment where, you're like, you feel smart. They are already prepared for it. So it's not even like you've, like, broken the game or something. It's like, they prepared for people to get up here to get coins. And here's a bunch of coins for you. You did the jump. And they rewarded you. And you go, I still feel good about myself. Like, intrinsically, you solved a puzzle that wasn't really there. But they were prepared for you and like going kind of wrapping back to anodyne uh i don't think the reward is there but when you when the end game starts and you if you start to be able to like see through the matrix is the best way i'm going to put it um it's just this like brilliant moment where you're just like oh my god like he knew this engine so well that he he's prepared it in such a way for you to fucking fully engage with on like almost every level <laughs> and how much preparation he has like down you're just like what the fuck am i doing in this 2d game i've never done anything like this so that and it feels like interesting like you feel like you're 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 finding hidden parts of the game but he's prepared it for you like he's done that knowing you're gonna be there like he is one step ahead of you but you still feel good because you feel like you've solved something. Yeah. So there's there, there is a game. Barbie's Pony Adventure. I, 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 it's been a very very long time since I played it, <laughs> but it did something really cool. Uh, I'm not a very good um, or no. No, no. I'm not a. I know. Of I'm not Sins a the big Empire, RTS. I do not fan. know what you're about to refer um, to. But there was a game called Sins of a Solar Empire. Okay, so I because I sucked at these games, um, I was rush? playing on a lower difficulty, and I started doing 
some strategy stuff. I can't even remember what, exactly what I was doing, but I was doing something where I was like, okay, well, I, I, well, I basically I was like, I, I can, I can use this to win the game. I can exploit this to win the game basically. Wow. And literally a menu popped up saying, we know what you're doing. And if you played on a harder difficulty, we would counter you. And I was like, okay, got it. Uh, maybe I should play on a higher difficulty then. <laughs> it was one of those things I was like, oh, wow. Like That was like one of wow, the first times I'd ever played so a game where they just basically referenced what I, I was doing and saying, yeah, you need. Uh, but I think it's an interesting one. You were better than this. There's a reason Stop. why I've brought up Test Drive for PS2 multiple times. And I think it's something that's missing in racing games. And I'm saying that because I don't think any racing game has actively done this. You have played a racing game for how long when you get to the end, right? Yeah, now you can just kind of upgrade your car so it's really good. And you'll probably win because your car has been super upgraded. Test Drive doesn't have that. You You are racing for pink slips. You don't get to upgrade the car. The car just comes as is. And you've gone through this campaign, I guess spoilers for fucking Test Drive on PS2, I think it's from 2002, it's Test Drive Overdrive in other countries. Anyways, um, you have been racing this these other racers in place of somebody who said they got in a car crash and can't drive. Okay? And you're racing up because eventually, after racing and winning a bunch of pink slips from other people so you get their cars and stuff, eventually somebody's okay. going to win this concept dot like concept viper right that you know it, it's a car that actually existed in concept alone but it never actually got into market and so you get the you get the viper you get the viper you win and you find out that the guy was just kind of right. using you he's been able to drive all along and if you want that viper you're gonna have to race him and he gives you the shittiest fucking car. And it's, uh, I think, a f- four race. Sp- okay. Like, you have to do four races back to back to back to back. And it's difficult. But it requires you to have not been using... like. So the, the thing is, is like every time you got a new car, you'd probably switch to it. But you yourself had to become a better racer in the meantime. So now show that off. Show that you are a better skilled player sure. and, and beat the guy who now has the faster car. He hasn't been racing. You should be able to do this. And that's a brilliant, like, yes, in terms of the story, it is interesting. In terms of how it plays, though, it is now made the final boss of this racing game that doesn't have bosses, really, other than just racing one-on-one for a pink slip. You are now going up against the guy who's been hiring you the whole time, and he is in a faster car. Like, it is so much faster than yours. But you've been racing these tracks. You've been racing cars and knowing how to turn better and all this stuff, so you should be able to do this race no problem. And it's like, that's a brilliant moment in game design for me. Again, one of those aha moments of like, oh my god, this is really smart. And it's like, it doesn't really show its hand as a, oh, look at the game. We Like, I, I know the player exists. But it's like, it is a small move in that direction. When again, most racing games, you are now at a point where you have a better car. You've been moving up the ranks. You have a better car. And there's going to be some big race off. But your car is probably fast enough just to fucking out, out 
accelerate them. And like, no, they take that away from you. You, they give you this card you have to use. I, it's one of the most brilliant decisions right. I've ever seen in a video game. Is the racing great in hindsight? I mean, it's a PS2 racing game. You can imagine how floaty and slidey it is, but uh, bricks on ice. But um, man, it just you, you mentioning that made me think of Test Drive, and I know it's not identical, but it's just one of those like the game sure. knows you can be better. I'm trying to think of stuff that I can kind of compare to that, like, um, yeah. So there's a game called uh, trying to measure the game. This is like very that. different, very very different. But it's an RPG for the DS. It's, it goes for quite a bit of money now, unfortunately. But it's called Avalon Code. And if you look at the artwork, you're going to think, "Wow, this kind of looks like a ripoff of the characters from like one of the Crystal Chronicles games from Final Fantasy." And I'm going to go, "Yeah, kind of does. It's weird." Um, but the whole idea is that you have a book, and the book is what controls the stats of enemies in the game. You have grids. You have little things that you can plug into the grids, right? They're all little different shapes. Like, you're playing Resident Evil um, item management. <laughs> and, yeah, you can make all the enemies weak, but, like, they don't... Like, if you make all the enemies weak, it doesn't benefit you in the okay. slightest. You actually get more benefit by making them stronger. Um, and using certain, like, because they don't give experience anymore, and they, well, like, it's, the game knows, like, yeah, you're gonna want to make all the enemies weak, so you can just cakewalk through this, like, it's, it's not, it's not fun then, so it's like, no, we're going to make different, subtle changes to other things if you keep making enemies weaker, like, they, there's different stats it will affect worldwide in that game that, like, there's a bunch of stats you have to watch, and there's people that you can put chips onto as well. It's a very interesting game where it all revolves around changing the statistics of the world um, through this book and all these little chips you collect. Fascinating stuff. Where, But it does. It punishes you for trying to make the game easier for yourself. <laughs> because you could. You could just be like, oh, all the enemies okay. die when I touch them with my sword. Well, okay, but like, everybody's sick. If you do that. Right. Like, okay, never mind. Yeah, I, I like that game a lot. No one talks about it. I, I don't... It, I think it was a marvelous entertainment game. Um, so you know that they were not... They, yeah, they printed I've, two copies per I've never heard of it until you just talked about it right um, now. Was it marvelous? Yeah, uh, no, sorry. It was Exceed. So again, you, they printed two copies for every GameStop, and that was it. <laughs> <laughs> it's unfortunate. Now those copies go for a lot of money, um, which is damn depressing. But uh, gotcha. I'm just trying to think of other games like that are just meta breaking. Like, you know, how many games now just tell the player like, "I know you're playing," and that's not really what this is. It's not really. Um, relevant to the conversation I mean, I'm kind of tired of it honestly if you wink and nod towards the player I get it I got it I'm playing the game I understand that uh, oh god work 
Yeah. Okay. Side note for just because I need to bring I'm it up on a podcast. I'm work try not text. to do it on the weekend. Um, you might not even be. Yeah. Anyway. It's always. Uh, it's always happening. It's always. Watch. I know. It, you can't escape it uh, even anymore. Um, and he couldn't last night because of work. Although he eventually did, and I rejoined. But it was just funny because it's like, yeah, work caught me. It's work always just doesn't allow Drew to escape, and that's the reason why I have to keep talking and just kind no. of vamping. Because I'm afraid of empty spaces, just noise, void yes. of noise. I'm like, I have to fill it. But uh, I'm excited to know your thoughts, and you're probably going to have to ask me questions. Um, nah, once we're you good. Defeat we're good. Briar, but um, um, yeah, because there is some stuff you have to do to get access to the item. Um, I don't remember exactly what it is. I will remind myself. Okay. But, um, on what to do? Yeah, I. I still love this game. Um, I just I'm unfortunately in the middle of a bunch of reviews, so it was like, do I play this game again for nine hours? And I was like, I don't really have the time when I'm reviewing things. Um, but it is one. Of, I think I've bought it now on like Xbox and PlayStation. I think one of them it was a dollar, and I was like, hell, I'll do it again. Yeah. Let's see here. We did have... I didn't get an email, but I did get a, a direct message on Twitter from Dustin. He said, I probably won't write an email. I don't know what I would say. I'm sorry. Killed some I'm, shit with I'm a broom. sorry that, I got like, lost. Killed some more shit. Found I, should have, tea, I should have played this out better. Drew gave me some pro tips. Haven't played since. No, I don't think so either, That's but it's email. just one of those, like, I think... I think I should have... In a world where I, have I don't more think time, I don't think he's hating the, the game. He's the just enemy of us all. Um, I probably would have played through again and should have written a walkthrough of what to do to get you to the point as fast as possible of what I wanted to talk about. Because I mean, I, I can only fucking hint and nod so many fucking ways and it not be annoying, and it's probably annoying already. Um, if you end up liking yeah. this, I would well, love um, to have an excuse to play Anodyne 2. That being said, if you're like, I'm not a huge fan, I yeah. will say this. At least look up some video of what this team has done else otherwise. Because, like, all our Asia's looks like a PS1 game. And Anodyne 2 looks like a PS1 game mixed with Anodyne 1. And, like, it's weird. And beautiful yeah so anodyne 2 is like 3d for a good portion of it and you shrink down into people's heads to play like sections that play like anodyne 1 really and again it is absolutely related to anodyne it's just i guess not story-wise but not to say that there's hmm. much story in anodyne like it's all um Fuck that word. God damn it. Uh, story that you pick up um, uh, through osmosis, almost, of the world. Um, it's that. Uh, and that story sort of continues on into Anodyne 2. But Anodyne 2 is a more of a cohesive narrative. Um, yeah. And then they have a, they had a game come out uh, not too long ago called Sephony, which is very different um, but look again, kind of has that PlayStation One look, although I'd say it's probably more early PlayStation Two at this point. 
and it's a puzzle game mixed with a 3D platformer. They do some weird shit. Can you imagine why I like the developer? (laughs) I think they're both from America. Um, Because Melos used to go... The the, the actual... um, uh, no kidding. Coder, right? Where were they based? Uh, Melos and Tiny. Of at least, I think they both work on different parts on, okay. on both parts of it now. But uh, Melos used to go by the name of Sean, uh, uh, and um, Tiny wasn't his the name he used. Um, Hogan, I think that was what it was credited as on the uh, the soundtrack at one point. That's the only reason why I know. So uh, I, I've I've listened to interviews and neither of them have accents. So I think they're both from um, America, but I honestly don't know. And I honestly I don't think it's it's where they're from. It's just how fucking weird they did, they both are. <laughs> they really like weird dream shit um, because even Stephanie, which is sort of more like down to earth, isn't really he's, he's, these weird characters like. They're not as weird as Anodyne 2's okay. characters, but, like, using Anodyne 1 is weird. Anodyne 2's characters get fucking even weirder. Like, you're birthed at the beginning of that game. Twenty nineteen. Yeah, and so you can transform into a like a weird and tank thing too, to drive around out. and then you transform back into your 3D character and then you go into people's new-ish. brains to sweep out the dust and it goes back to that weird like sort of square perspective um, the square pixel perspective anyways and um, you know it looks like a PlayStation 2 game and that like the textures don't really match the model kind of Metal Gear Solid-esque um Yeah, except the platforming 3D isn't really gotcha. like the main gameplay is still anodyne. Although you get a vacuum and not it's almost a broom, like a, like a uh, Jack funny. and Daxter um, kind of game. But you're purifying people's brains, and then you go back to them in the 3D open world and talk to them, and they're okay again. Like you're healing the world, sort of. I don't fucking know what's going on in anodyne too. Yeah, yeah, I know. I'm mm-hmm. getting ahead of myself. You're probably going to be like, dude, Anodyne 1, not my jam. Okay. And I'll be like, yeah, well, I've done this a lot. <laughs> i got to make it through Anodyne 1 first. Let's so. play Deadly Premonition, Drew. My favorite is still the, this This music sounds like farts. No, 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 it's, <laughs> so it's, it's fine. So just the ending of that track is just me Ugh, making farts out. I... <laughs> No, I played Daily Premonition before we did it. Uh, it, I know that's that's what it did. The whole thing sounded like farts. God, man, that's one I can't get into. Like I, I, I I'm fine with goofy shit and, and weird stuff, and you know, yeah. fever dreamish yeah, kind of things. But like even, when it even, comes um, to that, I was just like, yeah, good it'd be fine if it was if it I've played halfway some... decent. 
some bad mechanics in that game. Oh, I haven't played it yet. I, I just I haven't played it. Yeah. I'm I'm sure there is. I have on it's on scale Game Pass. Of, I can play it whenever I want if to. If two to fifty one is the high I just, peak I, of I, weird I, no. shit. I if you want me to play weird I stuff, is, I think that's still play the Yoko Taro but, stuff any day. Um, it, 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 between between Suda fifty one and Swery seventy six, I think he's not. Isn't the number? Uh, dude, maybe I'm just soldier seventy. Swery, um, uh, Swery sixty five. God damn it! So Swery oh, sixty five. Seventy six. Um, where where does Anodyne li- lie in between those two? <laughs> Closer to who? 65. Okay. Okay. I feel like I come with the, like, I'm like a ba- bad recommendation. The it's game like, let's plays play Sinking fine. City, and then the end of Sinking City is like a... It plays like a simplistic like a, Zelda game. I'm fine A wet with that. Cthulhu fart. You know. <laughs> I, I don't know. Like, I'm trying to... Yeah, no. <laughs> okay. Yes, uh... It doesn't matter. Okay. Like the the Sinking City for is a better game than you Call bought it for a dollar, which is what I suggested. Broke. So yeah. it's like the thing is, is like I've played I've played my fair share of shit. This the Anodyne is not shit. Like so far, oh, so far, nothing no. you have. Drew, we're gonna go down that rabbit hole. Okay. I bought I bought it for a dollar. So I mean no, I'm I'm fine with it. I haven't um, played it yet. I'm trying I to know. imagine what's the weirdest game I've ever played. I have it. The weirdest game I've ever played. Um, I'm gonna be honest with you, Killer Seven's fucking weird. I mean, I watch a lot of weird movies. Like Killer Seven is weird, of... and the mechanics are yeah, weird. Yeah, no, no, no. You no, I mean like the game is a fever dream. Some of this stuff makes David Lynch go. You go. Oh, I think David Lynch makes more sense than that. Um, which is saying I mean, I've something. I've seen a lot of weird movies. Um, but but I'm talking about game. Oh, oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> David Lynch, like I can't help it. Da- I just, David Lynch I enjoy comes off his like level of pretentiousness because I don't have to engage with it. David, David Lynch is gear. very pretentious. If you know what you I mean? Ask me. It's not like now play my now play every t- my every time I say play my Twin Peaks. I'm like this like, just dude. Reeks. I don't want to play your Twin Peaks. Like it's not. I'm not gonna have a good time playing this. You're fucking, you're asking me to have like a third well. hand, and I don't have that. <laughs> I can't play this game with three hands. I don't have three hands. Yeah. Uh, yep. Yeah. Um. And. Okay, we didn't, didn't well, just... it's it's Friday again. Yeah, you know, I watched that 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 I, thing I, with I can't the, the sit monkey. That type of shit. I still need a do. little bit of structure because that's not the whole time I was me, watching it. Like, I just laughed. I'm going to fuck with you, and I'm like, I'm not falling for this again. Yes, it's like I appreciate this sometimes film. when you've got me, and like I'm too far in, and you go, "Ha, ah, I got you." I'm like, ah, I... "You got me." But you also made Dune, and I like out of one of us, one of us made yeah, Dune, I mean, and the it's... other one didn't, and you made Dune, so you, therefore, <laughs> sorry, David, but Dune. I'm trying to. Remember I know you got your David name taken off of it, but Dune. 
I still, I still, I still feel like that was the biggest bait and switch I've ever seen in my life was, was Twin Peaks because it was a phenomenon. Twin Peaks was well, they, a they, they didn't my parents allow watched Twin Peaks. And my parents don't watch that kind of stuff. Unre- there's a pilot. And it was it, like a pilot it, movie. The first season. That is not part of they, the series. They were I think very, the series very conservative that. with this stuff. It was weird. Then there's the movie, Firewalk. They didn't me, allow him to get crazy. a prequel featuring the actors who are now older. And, oh, man. Oh, man. Um, but weird, weird video games. Firewalk man, was like, with us. Or with me. I've played a lot of weird shit that's independent, so I almost wouldn't say that counts. Like, not even, like, I mean, like, really weird independent, like, yeah. smaller projects that, like, that was weird. Like, um, one of the guys, uh, Cactus Squid, who is one of the developers of Hotline Miami, go play any of his stuff and tell me that that makes fucking sense. They're all weird. Yeah, but Mondo Medicals and, like, it, it makes Hotline look tame. Like Hotline Miami I mean, hot, is a tame game hot, compared to what Cactus weird. Squid used to make, um, and might still make. I honestly don't know. I should probably follow up on that. Um, yeah, like weird stuff. Like honestly, when we start getting into weird stuff, it's not like creepy weird. It's like PlayStation Two. Who thought this was a good idea? Like, I think that's the reason why I like Disaster Report. Because what the fuck is that game? The first and second... Well, the second game's a better survival game. But, like, the first game, you're like, who fucking... Ra- robotic Alchemic Drive. You... You control a giant robot with a PlayStation 2 controller. But you control a kid that holds a PlayStation 2 controller who controls a giant robot. I... And he controls, like... If you if you're familiar with zero punctuation, when he did his fake review for Duke Nukem, he talks about controlling Duke's legs with the L two and R two triggers, while his arms right. were controlled with the analog sticks. That's kind of how you control the robot and robotic alchemic drive. Um, that is the same development team that did Earth Defense Force, Sandlot, um, and they are kings of weird shit. Like there is a game that is like you fight a giant woman in a city like attack of the 50 foot woman but you're a soldier man they made some weird shit um just quickly looking dude the sim so if you want to see a weird set of games look up simple 2500 which are like 200 uh, 25 sorry 2500 yen games so they were what? discount games made with like di- for discount you know, mar- like they were not expensive games to make, and then they would sell those games. Some of them got translated into English uh, in Europe, but for the most part, we did not get a lot of them. Like one of the PlayStation One games that we got, that was part of that simple series from E3 publisher, um, was Power Shovel, where you control a uh, backhoe. Yeah, that's the game. You you dig holes with a backhoe, like you, and that's it. And it's like I I suppose, but like what a weird concept. And they would do stuff like that all the time. There's Magic Pendle. Okay. That's not part of the Simple Two Thousand series, but this is just another one. Magic Pendle. It's Pokemon, 
but you draw your characters, but you don't have all the body parts right away. So at first, your creature is just a ball. Yeah, and it's like rock paper scissors, and you only have so much paint, and that you again cool. you only have certain body parts, and like the paint colors you have to earn. A torso. And there was character design <laughs> done by um, Studio Ghibli. And... Right. And it's as fucking weird as it sounds. Like, you go and fight to earn credits to buy paint and earn rights to do body parts. You have to draw them with a PlayStation really? 2 controller. Really? That's, that's crazy. And it's it like converts like a circle hmm. into like a sort of s- spherical object. But good luck drawing is perfect circle. Um, and then, in the weirdness of it all, they made a sequel. Oh, yeah. Which already is baffling. Um, called Graffiti Kingdom. I own this as well. Where it's a platformer where you can draw characters. And the parts that you add to your characters change what they can do. And it's published by Taito, so you have like Bub and Bob as unlockable creatures that you don't have to draw, you can just play as. Hmm. Um, I mean, uh, give me a second here, I'm just looking at all the fucking weird shit I have, because I gotcha. have a lot of it. Like Yakuza, if you think about it, Yakuza was a weird game. So... Yakuza is a very weird game. The first Yakuza, like, don't don't even get me started on that. We we've talked about that before, but Yakuza was such a strange game because that was I bought I bought Metal Gear Solid three and Yakuza on the same day. I've I've told the story a million times. So, um, my PlayStation two I thought died, and because of that, I was unable to play video games because that was the only system I had. It was also whenever I first started college. So I had more important things to deal with. Um, So for about a full year, I did not play video games. I randomly walked into a GameStop with a buddy of mine and um, saw that they Metal Gear Solid 3 had came out. And I was like, wow, they made a new Metal Gear? He's like, yeah, it's been out for months. I was like, okay, well, I'm going to get that. So I bought that, and I was looking around, and I was like, because I want to get back into back gaming. Back yeah. And I said, what's this game right here? It's called Yakuza. I didn't even know what Yakuza Grand was. I had never heard of Yakuza. I didn't know it yeah, was a Japanese gangster, what whatever. But I saw the cover. I had Kiryu with that his big like, you know, boy, tattoo. I hate this. Never mind. Yep. And I was like, this looks kind of cool, and I flipped oh, it I, over. I, and it was marketed as Japanese Grand Theft Auto. I said, let's do it. And I... No, I didn't hate it at all. I started it, and I, and I was like, what is this? This is so strange. It's so weird. And I was like, it's a beat-em-up, but yeah, you, I mean, you're I also getting it. experience yeah. points, and you can yeah, level up. Arcanal. And also, I was like, what is this game? It's like a weird like RPG yeah. beat-em-up. I, I got really into it's it. Basically just uh, I think I was like right? one of two people who ever played Yakuza, the original one, where it was voiced in, in English. Mark Hamill plays Majima. And he does. He's hamming it up so good. It's so good. 
it, it pretty much is just a Joker. Um, but yeah, no, like I, I if you set fucking yeah, pirate game, that I will, I will drive then. that. So I was, I was a big Yakuza fan. So tired from of the beginning. Fucking hearing um, that about that but goddamn there is a weird game, game, game that I played a long time ago. Drives me up the I don't even know because now I can't find it. And that's why I don't even know if you'll know what. Okay. It's not that. It's, I still I still can't find it. I still can't find it. But no, it's not that. Um. So no, this is. It was either PlayStation. I'm pretty sure it was PlayStation Two. It was a first person shooter, but it was also a RPG. You play as this woman who crashes in the wilderness. There's snow everywhere, mm. and you you walk in, you walk around, All right. and you get into random um, encounters where it turns a shooter, into a first person like, shooter. Um, it was almost like a survival a, uh, horror game. Yeah, yeah. So you do you, have, you do have random encounters, about? but it's not. Um, it's not like a mystical sort of thing. She has a gun. So think of Final okay. Fantasy. You're walking around, and I mean that's 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 unfortunately it, it fall, a lot of fuck games fall under. She that. has a gun. Like you get you get pistols. You get machine gun stuff like this. Oh, you play as a woman. A has horrible voice acting. Never never, never forget. Um. I think I have. I'm my pretty sure it was. Weird I'm pretty sure control. it was I just mean, completely. So here's the, here's the thing. Uh, Suda fifty one does definitely take it the, was... the cake. Like there's contact. Um, there's flowers, sun, and rain. Those are weird. Excuse <laughs> me. Um, but I think like looking on. Uh, silver case is him. I need to play those still. Um. I think I'm gonna say Chibi Robo. Yeah. And it's not because who, who did the silver case? Was, was that him? The, the separate aspects of Chibi Robo are fine, yeah. but that's like, a weird. That's a, a really game, weird like, game. Like you were saying, like it feels like um uh, one of those internet games. Is that, what was the phrase you used to describe uh, Anodyne? One of those cursed games. It's it sort of turns into one of those the further you get into it. Um, there's a lot of weird shit in that game. And it only just oh, keeps uh, getting weirder. Cursed games. Robo as you near the end. And man, uh-huh. I've never played a game like that. Like, think about it. Your character will pass out if he doesn't keep plugging himself into the wall to charge. Like, and and the the, the actual plug dragging behind you slows you down. So you pick up the plug. And the whole goal is like to pick up trash. It's Mr. Mosquito esque, which is also a weird sure. game. But then you're like, no, you're actually doing tasks. You're not just like aiming for people. Um, it, it it's it's one of my favorite games of all time, and there's nothing like it. Even even the Chibi Robo sequels are just not that. Um, yeah, man, that that game is something else. I now I'm just gonna be bothered by the fact I don't know what PS2 game you're talking about. Um, 
when you say okay, now I'm now I'm FPS RPG random battles. It may not even been PS2. Uh, it's, it's been years, years since I played it. Snow PS2. Well, that'd be great if I just keep typing in PS3. Um, it's gonna show it takes me place in the snow. Project Snowblind. That's not it. Fighting monsters. Um, and you play as a female. Okay, so it's n not cold winter. Um, God damn. Alright, this will be a... I'll come to you. Yes. Tune in next week when I don't have the answer then either. Another weird one is Astro's Wrath. Yeah, right. Oh, you have not. Have you not? Unfortunately, I, I I can't tell you. No, what it is. I'm I'm also looking as well. It's Cyber Connect Two making a, I guess, Astro's Wrath uh, brawler slash anime like based on an anime slash, or it's supposed to um, be like an anime carrier game because it switches kind of between all those options. Uh, no, not really. Like, it has chapters, but it doesn't have, like, commercial breaks in between. You, Wait, this you, one, it has, no, like, the commercial breaks in between. You get stabbed with a sword that's longer than the moon, and then you get plunged into the earth at the end of that sword. <laughs> but you, you punch a guy to the moon oh, and you punch him back to earth, right? I won't tell you it's an amazing game, but that's a weird-ass fucking game. Okay, yeah. I've played that game before. A long time ago. This is where I'm going to spend the rest of my night. Thanks, Drew. Definitely another one where I get to spend my time looking for... Oh, God, this is going to bother the hell out of me. All right, put out APB. Uh... Yeah, we've taken this. Yeah, we talked about it more than that. Just we had to, I, I have to be vague, and you're like, ah, uh, you know, it's fine. It's like, yeah. Well, I think that'll be a good place to end it. We're an hour and thirty minutes, and we we talked about Anadon for fifteen minutes, maybe. through. I know. Yeah. But that'll be it for us. If you would like to send us an email, see, I, it is uh, I, I Drew just, you know, at ZTGD.com. Like, uh, I left Twitter because it wasn't like... I guess you can tweet to me. Good for, um, I don't know how much longer was, Twitter's going to be around, I'm apparently. I it, it was bad for me. Um, we're being like, very topical. We're dating stop, this podcast. You know, like, stop wasting your time on this. You don't find you don't find enjoyment. I hate, I hate that fucking phrase, this does not bring joy, from that meme which from that lady that was had a netflix show i don't like it but she's not wrong if it like if it doesn't bring you joy don't do it and boy twitter doesn't do it but now twitter brings me a joy but for the wrong reasons um as i watch it burn from far away just uh he's speed running the, the fucking end of a company which is just baffling
Hmm. Yeah. Again, just message but me. Yeah, um, and, uh, you can follow me there if you want to. It's DML Fury. Letting you see what's uh, the podcast itself is at ZTGD Phoenix Down. Um, but yeah, that's that's going to be it. I'm going to try and beat this game for next week. <laughs> okay. I mean, is it Thanksgiving? I thought Thanksgiving was yeah. Yes, yeah, I'm going to um, oh, fuck, man. I don't try know. and do it American as fast as I can because Canadian we're probably going to have to record on, on Wednesday. Candace came first, I believe. I'm not going to be able to do Thursday because that is like Thanksgiving. And just makes chaos of it all. We used to have two Black Fridays. We used to have two Black Fridays in Canada. Do you know how stupid that was? Ugh. Yeah. So, well, the, the thing yeah. was is it would be like, okay, so Black Friday after our Thanksgiving... And then we'd have another sale for Black Friday. So in the how, how long were they were in the they, red for? They would then. call one of them Black <laughs> Friday the and case. one of them not would wouldn't be Black Friday, or they wouldn't acknowledge Black Friday at all by name. But it's like, but we know what you're doing. You're just trying to like double dip on <laughs> the idea of sales after Thanksgiving. Which one is up to you? Please don't go over to the states to spend your money. This has been babbling, right. <laughs> babbling the podcast. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. But yeah. These are, these are, <sighs> but yeah, that's going to be it for us. Um, I appreciate everybody that's listening. The word of the evening, intimate. No, that's fine. We, we talked about weird games and stuff Dude, like that. Had nice anecdotes. Sometimes I feel like these are our most successful shows. <laughs> I still go back to the uh, internet the mysteries. Listen, so just on, if only on, to. On a, so, on a, I don't know if I yeah, said it on that even, episode. Even if it was no, just to, to hear the, the story bad. about the kid who pretended to be a doctor. I don't condone what he did. Because it's creepy and weird. So much fun. And weird and creepy. And wrong. Like, legally wrong and, like, just morally wrong. But in a world where he gets away with it. Not once. <laughs> no, no, no. I mean, he didn't get away with it. He got caught. But he he managed to set that up as a teen and somehow pull it off, at least convincingly enough, to not get, like, outed immediately multiple times. The, he, just, he never got away with it, it's yeah. It's just the funniest fucking shit. Like, how the fuck did he pull it off? Like... If you asked me as a teenager to pull that shit off, I wouldn't have been able to sell it. This kid looks super young. <laughs> that fucking photo with his hand on his chin. <laughs> and people were like, yeah, I don't have an issue with this. It looks like Doogie Hauser. The little, little bit of teeth showing underneath his lip. It's so weird. Anyway. Uh, but if you want to go back and listen to that, you can. Uh, just look for the picture with the kid. <laughs> but Oh, I'm I'm, I'm Anthony Blapping nope. still in space. <laughs> it's so stupid. It's so stupid. Anyway, that's going to be it for us. I appreciate everybody listening. Until next time, though, I am Drew. 
and that's going to be it for us. <laughs> you, you guys have a great week, and we'll be back next week with the continuation and conclusion to Anodyne. Mm-hmm.